The following program is intended for mature audiences. Oh, what's up, everybody? It's time to get happy for some old school. Got my uh, producer, Skip. She's in Canada right now. She may chime in from time to time. I see her pretty face. I don't think you guys can see her. The sketch is also a DJ. And sketch, you know how like there's all this division going on, you know, uh, right, left, everyone's fighting, everyone hates each other. Uh, I think of myself as like the comedy Captain America. I just want one nation under a grin. That's what I want. So it came to me an epiphany, believe it or not. Uh, back in the day, I was DJing at the Palladium, and I had like a thousand people dancing. And sketch. They were all doing the same dance. You know what that dance was? I'm gonna guess the electric slide. The electric slide. How about? Remember they had hands across America. Uh, no, because I live in Canada. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> She's in Canada. But I thought, how about we get slide across America? And everybody's like, hey. I love it. Doesn't it. if you're a Republican or Democrat. Everybody likes it. the electric slide. Hey. And then you can dip it like that. How about that, Sketch? Thank you very I much. I love it. I love it. Stevie D for president. It's the Stevie D, Stevie D One World Under Stevie D Challenge. I mean, that came to me like everybody loves the electric slide. We were actually at a party the other night, socially distanced, of course, and we we're doing karaoke. And I don't know if you saw it. It's epic. Uh, I think I put it on, on Instagram. I was doing uh, Poison. Uh, Bell Bib DeVoe, you know? Yes, and, I did. Uh, <laughs> that was, you, you saw that? I saw that, and I saw I saw Colin's uh, follow-up as well. It was Never good. <laughs> that was the jam back in the day. Remember how naughty that was? Yes. I remember I like, when... I wonder if Michael Bivens is going to put that on his tombstone. Never trust a big button to smile. That girl is... What's up, Facebook? In case you're just now joining us over there. What's up, Johnny? He's a fire captain. Thank you, my man. A lot of fires going on. I'm glad you you got your priorities straight to watch DVD. And I'll bring you up to speed once again. We are recording on Zoom. This is going on YouTube on Wednesday night. We got a kick-ass lineup. Uh, we always have a drinking word, and the drinking word tonight is old school, because I'm an old fool from the old school. So have your quarantine cocktails ready. We're going to have a good time tonight. We're going to talk about Elvis. Uh, yesterday was... Uh, August 16th, man, he died in 1977. We're the king tonight and everything. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot more old school, old school music, uh, bikes. Bikes, you can't get a bike these days. There's a homeless dude, I'm not kidding, about five miles from me. He's got like 20 bikes he's been jacking just for sale. You know, he's got a little hustle going. I think I actually went and bought my bike back for $22. But anyway, bikes, what kind of bike did you have growing up? I always had the Huffy. I had the cheap ones. I didn't have the badass twins. But... Um, we're going to talk about bikes, uh, we're going to talk about Elvis, uh, Evil Knievel, anything else. So we, know, we never know where we're going, but we get there somehow. Give it up for Johnny Sanchez! Oh, I got one of those too. That's <laughs> around, bro. I got a budget in here, man. I, I, um, I actually got, you know what I did? I downloaded two apps that have those. Have what? Hey, like, what huh? Have what? I have two, I downloaded two apps that have all, has the applause and booing and claps and all that. What you're using? 
Well, I have a sound guy. He's in the other room, and he just he he does that. I don't, I don't, I'm not. Oh, I don't know what you're okay, right. you talking about, bro. I, you know what? I know. I, listen, I don't want to cheapen the show, bro. This this is a big budget production, my man. <laughs> I'm not messing around. <laughs> no, listen. Are, uh, how's the lighting? Is the lighting okay? Because I'm using all you're, natural lighting in here. You're pretty, my man. You're even more pretty than. Uh, <laughs> Isn't it pretty? Isn't you're, it? You're even more pretty than you were. We've been we've been doing the same pose for. Hey, like I'm wearing the I'm wearing the same thing. Are you? <laughs> Are you? No. What did I have on? What did I have on? The black. It's a black shirt, but you had something. You had like a logo. Oh, something okay, like okay. It said Stevie D's biggest fan. Stevie D's biggest fan on the front of your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Johnny, I don't know if you heard everybody. This is Johnny Sanchez from Mad TV. We were going live on Facebook over here. Oh, you got a cocktail. I didn't even say old school. No, this is no, this is water first. This is water. <laughs> all right, all right. So, did you hear the drinking word? Is old school. Yes. This is this is how I go. I go water into wine. Bro, you do you do one for one. Water into wine. Yeah, he's got his Boone's Farm over here. <laughs> Wait a minute, you better, oh, I didn't know we were going live, dude. You didn't tell me that. No, no, this isn't like this is don't don't pay attention. That's Facebook. I said if anyone has a question for my guest, then uh, they're over here. Oh, I see, but I'm yeah, not yeah. logged. Yeah, okay, okay, because that's how Ruben and I do it. We're live on Facebook first when we do our podcast. Yeah, we were doing it like that uh, on uh, Instagram, and then okay. I would do Facebook. But now we record, and then yep. my producer sketch. She'll, she'll, you know, she'll, yeah. she'll, she'll fix it in the mix. And then yep. over here, I just like, I just miss the energy of like having the pressure of people watching or commenting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Wait, you miss it or you don't miss it? I do miss it. Oh, so yeah. This is the first night I just decided. Hey, I'll go live on Facebook. In case anybody has a comment or, I see. you know, got, Stevie, do you got something in your nose or something like that? I can, I like the pressure of having, and people, yeah. you know, oh, I'm Listen, man, I, I, I dig, um, you know, we, we used to do the other thing. We, for the, for the first eight or nine months of our podcast, we did um, recording, you know, full recording. And then we would, edit, if we needed to edit, we would, but then we would yeah. release it a few days later. We started the Facebook Live around last October, November, man, and you know it's fun. It is. It's it's uh, it's risky because you don't know what's going to happen. Any glitches or somebody? Yeah, yeah. Something, but it's great either way. I had a lot of glitches. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> no, some people like I had a guest like you're jumping on, bro, at six forty-five, and then they're like, oh, where are you? I'm texting me. I won't mention any names, Matt Eisman. <clears throat> but anyway. <laughs> So some people, I won't mention Matt Eisman, but couldn't get on. So this way, we're doing it on Monday, and then Sketch will edit it. Sometime, and I ramble, man. So last week, we went like hour and 45, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. you called me, and we were talking about less is more. What did yes. that say? Less is more. Less Don't more. fucking beat them in the head. And they're like, okay, bro, it was funny for about 38 minutes, and then <laughs> I got to get up and stretch. <laughs> totally man it's it's one of those things and i feel like especially when you're getting it going you know you definitely want to leave them wanting more so without a doubt yeah yeah i like an organic conversation you know not that you know believe it or not i'm not really professional i don't over prepare 
I know. I, I, I look like I would really be like at yeah. least six days getting ready for this show. Record yeah. a show. Five minutes after recording one show, I'm working on the next show. I won't totally. say that you 90 got minutes ago. <laughs> I better find some pictures. <laughs> I better read Johnny's bio. That's you, don't, you don't need to. You, here's the great thing. You don't even need to do that with me. And uh, so first off, we're, we're just going with this now, right? We're on. We're doing this. We're on, brother. You know, yeah. but, but so, I know you so well. And so far, I have guests that are friends of mine. So yeah. I, I haven't had, like, I used to do, uh, there was um, Mav TV, not Mad TV that you're on, but I was on Mav, M-A-V. It was like a men's network. And I would do this red carpet stuff. And oh. I did no, no preparation. And I don't watch, I don't even watch television. I'm like, hey, what show are you on? You're like, hey, moron. <laughs> the publicists are like, uh, keep moving down the line, but in the line, <laughs> don't talk to the guy with the key part of I gotta tell you, man, those that people don't understand that to do interviews on carp on any type of red carpet, no matter what it is, that's some work, man. That is not. It, it looks easy, but people don't realize that's that's you. That's some work right there. I I didn't. I don't. I wouldn't want to do that. You've people, never done it. Uh, we no. The only thing we ever did on Mad TV was we 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 did some interviews on carpet. I asked cast members of Mad TV, like trying to get people to talk, and I remember going, "I'm good, man. I don't need to. Do, you don't need to ask me to do this again." I, I, I this. If you're standing there, and then the, their like publicist steps in front of, him, I'm sorry, who are you with? Who are you with? I know. I right. right. And then they whisper back to them, and then they hey. skip over you, and you're like, and then oh. And by the way, you're like Mad TV. They they go, oh, we love Mad TV. Oh no, no, not <laughs> Mad. Mad. Do you know Johnny Sanchez? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, listen, I want to show you something because <laughs> right. I've been, I've been, uh, you know, now I, on the other hand, I'm a research guy, I like doing my homework. I uh, know. Um, so I got this. Now, the book, listen, I know the book title isn't that great. Boys Toys of the 70s and 80s. Is that some Nambla? Is that some, uh, <laughs> uh I probably should I like little boys. You know what? With everything going on right now, I probably shouldn't even have. You can cut that out. Just edit that. No. Out. By the way, just real quick, while you're showing me, before you show me that, yeah, before you show me that, I had Heather Storm on the show last week, and Heather's like a she's on car shows and Garage Squad. She's like a host on car shows. So I was yeah. telling her she she rocks a lot of Daisy Dukes, and I'm like, hey, I used to rock Daisy Dukes, <laughs> but they weren't called. They're just called Levi's cutoffs, man. Like, hey, when your Levi's get all jacked up, you get holes, you just cut them off. You just cut them I, off. I, just, I sent this to her after the show. It was a picture of me in the paper. Oh! oh. Doing a really with Daisy Dukes on. Hey, working it. <laughs> First of all, hold up. Do, pull it up again because I was really looking at the bike more than you. Let me see the. No, you aren't. You want to see my legs again. Oh, shoot. Now I do. So. Okay, so no, here's what caught my attention not the legs, although that's a great pick. It's the fact that you were the one of the kids that had the mag rims. Well, I can tell you a story about that too. All right. Did you have a, what kind, was that the bike you had? Show me again. Well, here's interesting. Okay. So I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you the three of them. This was, this was, this was one that was for sale. This is a Sears Roebuck. Okay. All right. And here's the other one. Now you see that one. Yes. That's the basically. Skinny ass tires. 
Yeah, it was. It's the. It's the Huffy yep. BMX. It's the. Uh, oh no! It's the exactly the motocross look bike. The Huffy. look. The look. The motocross look. <laughs> so that was my my first bike was the Huffy. You obviously had, you know, I don't know. That looked like that might have been a Schwinn. Dude, no, no, no. I couldn't afford it. You know what's funny? I, I got my first Schwinn. Like two years ago, I got my first Schwinn because I grew up, you know, Poe in Kentucky, poor white trash. You know, we didn't have, the only time I got a nice fucking bike, uh, Johnny, is when I got a paper route and I say every week I'd buy, I, I was like fucking put, you know, $12 towards some pedals and then I'd get some grips. It was like, you ever see Citizen Kane? My bike was my rosebud. That was rosebud. That was my shit. But up until I was like 15, I was a huffy dude. And yeah. you know, no matter if I put the card in the spokes to sound like a Harley, yeah. I'm sure, that's a Huffy. That's a fucking, that's, you go over and sweet jump and you break the frame. <laughs> Let me tell you something, dude. Everybody in my neighborhood had, for the most part, most of them had Schwinn's and then, and then there was these rich kids a little, a little few, few blocks further that had the red line and the PK Ripper. I don't know if you remember oh, these are These are $500 bikes. Okay. Whoa, the chrome, the chrome frame red line. Uh, the, one guy had the chrome red line. The other guy had the candy apple red PK oh, Ripper. Wow. And I'm over there. I'm over there with my hobby. But get this, man. My parents, <laughs> bought, my parents bought me that when I was eight, and I had it up until I was 14 because I didn't grow <laughs> enough. It was still fit. And, and and then the bike got stolen out outside of a of a thrifty, which is now Rite Aids, but. They were thrifties back in the day, in the 80s. And um, what's interesting is, uh, I remember going in with my friends. We, we weren't planning on going into a store, so we didn't bring our locks with us. My two buddies were on there. Uh, one yeah. speed. They, they were on one-tenth speed. One, one guy was on the handlebars, and his buddy was riding. And then I came in, and I'll never forget this, Steve. I remember going, they go, come on, let's go in real quick. We just want to get some, I don't know if it was ice cream or something. And I said, yeah, I don't know. I think I'll stay out here with the bikes. And they go, oh my God, we're just going in for five minutes. So I walk in, first. five minutes, Stevie, I was nervous. They were still in there. I walk out, bike is gone. My Huffy, here's the crazy thing. I saw about a year later, I saw this kid in high school and I looked and I went, those are my forks and those are my tires. Yeah, okay? because you know he liked it all parted it out at that time. Because he, he parted it out. So... You're like, those I, are my KKT Lightning pedals. <laughs> and I had one red tire. It was a silver Huffy, and I had one red tire, one black tire, because I was trying to put it together, like you were doing. I was buying things as I went. Yep. So I didn't say anything because there was no way to prove it. So cut to, like, my, it's, I think it was my 20-year class reunion. Yeah. I see this guy. Mm. I say hi to him and all the friends. He was from the rival high school. We're talking. And I pull him aside. Yeah. His name was Eric Crawford. <laughs> and I said, I go, hey, dude, did you steal a bike in front of that? And I did He just, his face dropped, dude. And I go, that was my bike, bro. Yeah. I go, you broke my heart. And his wife was looking like she, she saw the concern on his face. And she comes walking over. This is the class reunion, right? And she goes, honey, what's wrong? And he goes, uh, and, I, and I just blurted it. I go, uh, your husband is a fucking beast. So. Yeah. We were 14, and yeah. I never forgot it. 
And she goes, baby, really? And he goes, yeah, man, I st- I'm sorry, man. I go, dude, you crushed me, bro. You were a dick. Right. <laughs> Eric Crawford, you're a dick, Eric Crawford. <laughs> this is why I'm going to get back to Oh, well, he already knows. But you know what? Someone stole my rose, but someone stole my bike. It was like $500. Oh. And, I, and still to this day, if I find out who did, I'm going to kick him in the nuts. To this day. Dude, it's the worst. Because I'm working. Dude, yeah. my kids, yeah. like, during the quarantine, I ordered them a trampoline, a swimming pool, a swing, all kinds of shit. I'm like, bro, I had, my mom would say, get out of the house. We didn't even have air conditioning. It's like, if it's too hot now, they're not even going outside. My mom was like, what are you doing in the house? Are the street lights on? You don't, don't even come back in the house until the street lights run. There's a garden hose. If you're thirsty, you get a goddamn drink, and you get on your piece of shit, huffy. You know what's funny? (laughs) About at at about at about five o'clock, my daughter goes. I feel like riding my scooter. I go. All right, we can do it for about thirty minutes. I go. I I just don't want to. So I go. Now you know it's hot outside, right? And she goes, Yeah, it's fine. I go. Okay, so we walk outside. We didn't even get to where her scooter was. She goes. Oh, you know what? Never mind. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you're like you don't know what hot is yeah and here's the thing I, if, if when it was blistering hot i grew up in the san joaquin valley so you know right it, like right now it's 108, 108. huh what was that around Tolare? around there around fresno around uh you want the fresno it's pronounced too larry it's too large <laughs> it's if you hand something to a guy named larry <laughs> to larry Okay. That sounds redneck. To Larry, you from To Larry? Yeah, you know what? It is. It is a little redneck out there. <laughs> I look. I want to show you something from To Larry. Okay. So you know my Kentucky Porsche, my sweet Trans Am. Well, of course I know the Kentucky Porsche. I love guess it. Where I, guess where I bought it? In To Larry. That's what it looked like. They fucking fucked it up. Ow. But then look what it looks like now. Yeah. Bam! I, well, I remember when you bought it, Stevie. And I said, I Bro. Remember- can you, can you call some people up there, tell them not to stab me? Because I'm going to have a lot of cash in my pocket, and I'm going to Tulare. Oh, my. Okay, <laughs> let me ask something. I remember when you bought that car. I don't remember you telling me you got it from there. Yeah, I drove up one, one, like, Tuesday. I had a bunch of cash in my pocket because they were going, they're going like hotcakes around L.A., Everyone's just yeah. got stupid Kardashian oh, money. It's too, it's too tough to do it in L.A. Yeah. I'll send someone over with cash to pick it up. So it was like a Tuesday. I'm like, let me look outside my little comfort right. zone. And so I picked up some shitty auto trader. And I think my son actually said, Daddy, I found a, a Trans Am. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, well, some Mexican probably put uh, hydraulics on it. But all right, I can still. Oh, really? I can still rock. <laughs> I can still rock with that. That's old school. Old school. Oh, that's yeah. old school. I said old school over here. Facebook, you got to drink when I say old school. And so I called the dude, and first his son-in-law said, hey, bro, you got cash? I'm like, do you own the fucking car? He's like, uh, no, I'm his son-in-law. I go, dude, I'm not giving you my cash, bro. <laughs> do you have the fucking title with your name on it? You're not getting my cash, bro. <laughs> so the dude called me back, and he's like, uh, oh, hey, did you talk to my son-in-law? Don't give him any money. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> Because don't fucking give that guy money, man. So I went up, it was a Tuesday. And I said, I'll be there tonight, bro. He goes, you want to come on like Saturday? I go, hell no, I'm coming tonight. 
So I get up in Tulare and I'm driving around some goddamn farms and shit. And I, and oh. Like, oh, you I went, went off the grid, bro. Oh, you're off the, you're, this is a, this is a personal owner. Yes, 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 oh. yes. So he's like, turn left up, go 15 miles, turn at a tractor and some shit. So I get like right around the corner and I call yeah. my wife and I'm like, this shit looks sketchy right here, man. <laughs> I go, look, I got a lot of money in my pocket. I'm like, let me see if I can make the deal. And if I don't call you back in 30 minutes, you know, I said, call me. Cause some shit, you know, it's not right. Yeah. So I get, I get the BSing with the guy. I love the car. We're joking around, you know, and every, even though I put, I put about another 12 grand into it. So, you know, it wasn't as sweet as he said, it. but anyway, that's, but anyway, at least I didn't give his son all the money. Anyway, yo, says, uh, yo, but, but let me tell you, that's interesting. You bring that up because one time there was a time where I was almost, you know, my, my ex-wife's dream car. She said she always wanted, she was born in 1975. She's like, I just want a 75 Corvette someday. And I found a Corvette, dude. This was when I was on Mad TV. So I was like, I can, I can get this. Dude, it was black mint from Fresno. Out of Fresno, this guy was it. And Stevie, he was only asking 10 grand for it. What year was it? 75. All right, all right. With the T-tops. Did it have an engine? Yeah. <laughs> he did say, he did You're say. Like, 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 you like, bro, you can pedal it. You got, it's good. Get cardio. Right. Isn't that, but you know what? This was during, this was when that, the real estate crash was happening and people were literally selling their classic cars for nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, because they yeah. didn't make their mortgage payments, dude. So I should have looked into it, but it was out of Fresno in, in around 2008, 2009, dude. So. Um, yeah, 2008 listen, crash. Everybody needed cash. I wanted to show you something else because I know you're going to love this. Okay. So. And I'm saving the, the second one for, uh, all right. So this was, as you can see, we got uh, Evil Knievel uh, Bro. action figures. Bro, Tchotchke, let me tell you something. Oh, I got it right here. The, the, so I was going to ask you, what was your favorite toy ever? That was mine. Hold on. There he is. Now the this stunt is, cycle. Get this, dude. I was getting, shit. You can, have you seen the, the um, have you seen the uh, Evil Knievel uh, toys on Facebook? No. No. Okay, so there's a, I should have, I knew I should have messaged you. There's a, there's a page, it's called Evil Knievel Toys, and they brought this back. They brought the wind-up uh, Evil Knievel doll with the motorcycle, and I looked at it, it was, it's for $49.95 or $50. Okay. And I remember, th I said to myself, I'm going to ask Stevie what he thinks. How much do you think it was when that came out in uh, 1976, 1977? Well, just, I just saw the price. Uh, oh. <laughs> so let me say, let me, I'm going to take a guess. $9.94? I don't know. Just Dude, you know what's so funny? Because I, I initially was going to bring, I didn't mean you to see it, but I was going to ask you, because I remember thinking it had to be about 10 bucks. Well, I had no idea because Santa brought mine, so Santa Claus, I didn't, guess I didn't pay for it. But was yeah. that the coolest toy ever, bro? We didn't even you get know. to Elvis. We, speaking of Evil Knievel, I got Matt Eisman in the waiting room, and Matt is all about Evil Knievel. So stick around because when uh, okay. Travis Pastrano did the Caesar's Palace jump, Matt was there. They made him a custom leather Evil Knievel jumpsuit. I'm so for Matt, for Matt, for Matt Eisman? Yes. So how much? So they use how much material did that take? Uh, that, that 
That's a big guy. What'd you say? <laughs> How much material was and there's my Evo Knievel jumpsuit. My was like poly polyester. <laughs> yeah, you know, here's what's great about you two guys. You guys can put on that outfit and look like Evil Knievel. Um, Matt's a stud. He's like 6'3". He puts it on. Oh, bro. my God. Huge. But if I put on that outfit, I look like Evil Knievel's valet. <laughs> now you, Evil you, Sanchez. You get on that Huffy, bro, and put on your Evil Knievel jumpsuit. We're going to have... We're going <laughs> to show our kids what's up. So... I know we're, we're, we're also big Elvis fans as well. And, um, you know, like we were talking um, how my dad started collecting those porcelain canners after his death. And yeah. I, I started collecting the, uh, he started, he collected all the decanters, the whiskey decanters with the whiskey still in them to this day. And I started you, collect, remember the- You didn't do what I did was as a kid and open and fill them up with iced tea. And well, listen, you, <laughs> you're, he, my dad, you, you'd have to crack that seal. Oh, bro, I even wore these for Matt, Evil Knievel sneakers. Oh, look at Matt Eisman. You know, Matt Eisman is a combo. He's more of a Super Dave Osborne. He is like Super Dave. You're right. You're right. He's more of a Super Dave than Evil, even though I'm not trying to insult the guy. But No, he's a step. i got to have you back because you and I can talk at least 30 minutes on I Elvis. Got bro, I, I know this is I a got, quick one. I got Elvis, you know, his best friend sends me shit. Well, bro. listen. We'll do a sec. Tell you what, each one we'll do. We'll do kids. We'll do. We did kids. We did evil, and we'll do Elvis and some other stuff. The eight. We'll do the eighties next time. We'll do the eighties. Please do because because you and I can go forever and ever. I keep getting in trouble because I go over, yeah. over, dude. Over. Don't worry about it. I get it. Ruben and I do it all the time. By the way, tell Matt I said that my daughter just said uh, hello from American Ninja Girl. <laughs> all right, but everybody. Yeah. Johnny's, where, they, where can they find you, Johnny? Where can they find you? Real oh, uh, at, at um, Johnny Sanchez Comic, everywhere. Johnny Sanchez Comic. One of the funniest guys, one of my homies. And uh, all right, Punch, you were great tonight, buddy. Always. Oh, we didn't even talk about chips. Next time. But next time, it's all yeah. Elvis. Yes. All right, brother. All right. Thank, Thank you, brother. You, Love you, man. Love you, brother. Thank you. See you, buddy. Add us to your favorites. Add us to your favorites. Add us to your favorites. And keep your browser locked. Keep your browser locked. Hello, beautiful people. This is Judy Liu, executive producer at Van Grio. I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to Come On Get Happy Hour with Stevie D. You could be listening to anyone right now, and we're so appreciative that you've chosen to spend a little time with us. Your continued support means everything to us. Please continue to like and share our podcast with your friends, family, and coworkers. Tell a stranger on the street. We really do appreciate it. Be sure to follow at Vangrio on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, follow Stevie D and his so-called friends on Facebook. There you will see the videos of our episodes. At Vangrio, we rely on the continued support of our amazing listeners like you to be able to produce our content. If you wish to make a donation or shop our merch, please visit Vangrio.com. That's V-A-N-G-R-I-O-T.com. Thanks so much for listening. And now, back to the show. All right, everybody, that was Johnny Sanchez. Um, one of my buddies, uh, you saw him on Mad TV and Comedy Central Special. Check him out. And this next guy, we go way back also. He's a stud. He's like a superhero. He's a... Uh, uh, I, think he, I, I think he's still one of the most eligible bachelors. I don't know. He may, he may correct me on that. But you, uh, 
You've seen him on a lot of shows. And, of course, you've seen him for, I think, 12 or 13 seasons on American Ninja Warrior. Give it up for Matt Eisman, everybody. Stevie D, my I guy. Love you, brother. Look at that. Oh, that is now that is an old school photo of me right uh, there. I got, a, I got an older school photo. Ah, that's Dr. Drake Ramore right there, buddy. Look at that, <laughs> <my> man. <laughs> oh, that is good. How you doing? Wait, were you just on with Sanchez? Or was that yes, he said to tell you hi. He was trying to eat into your time. I go, look, Johnny. Oh, I man, I, I love my guy. The red light has been on for four and a half minutes, Johnny. <laughs> Sanchez blowing the light. <laughs> You're blowing the light, bro. Disrespectful. <laughs> And you have DP on tonight, too, Dwayne Perkins? DP's on. All of our homies, the drinking I mean, word tonight is old school. I don't know if you heard the drinking word. Did you hear me? I said old school photo of me right there. Right there. Old school. Oh, old school. did there, Matt Eisman. <laughs> Bro, how you doing, Stevie? I'm good, buddy. I, I didn't mention your name, but I kind of mumbled it like we've had technical glitches. So now we're pre-record on Monday. I said in the past couple of times when we went on IG Live, you know, people couldn't jump on yeah. <laughs> and had technical, they weren't able to, <laughs> Matt Eisman, you know, jump, I don't, for whatever reason, flip phone, flip phone. Um, <laughs> I was going to show you something up here, but I can't find it. Hold on. Oh, dude, I see that old school boombox. Oh, that's nice. Look, I'm wearing it. Oh, shit. You know I got that shirt, too. You, you know, know I, I put this on in honor of you, buddy. And look what I'm wearing. Did you see this? Evil oh, Knievel those are sneakers. nice. I got to say, Evil Knievel, he nailed it with all the, the imaging. Back before that was a thing, just that suit he had, the logos, it was all top-notch. And it just it, it, it embodied. Oh, oh, my God. I just got sent one. I mean, they're you know, they're making new... Yeah. versions of those old ones. I got the new old one. Because we, we when I did Evil Live, I think they, they quoted me like an original, one of those stunt cycles. Those yeah. are like $1,000 unopened oh, now. Geez. Yeah, but I, I mean, I remember that was one of those toys. Like You remember the commercials. Whenever you'd see oh. them, they're like, oh, the slinky, and it would jump downstairs. Yeah, it yeah, never yeah. worked. <laughs> that thing, though, that, that stunt cycle, the Evil Knievel stunt cycle was better than advertised. That thing was awesome. It would just you stay could up land right. it. You could land oh. it. You were going. It was that was so ahead of its time. One, one of one of the classic toys of all time. Yes, yeah, Slinky never went down the steps, but the Slinky could do a flip and still land. Like the action figure wasn't as accurate as they make them today. Yeah. Like last week, I had a WWE former champion Candice Michelle. She's had action figures and they do three D imaging. Yeah. They're like, oh shit, just get a bendable uh, stretch arm strong <laughs> and put up. Put a helmet on Stretch Armstrong and put him on a motorcycle. That was it. It worked. <laughs> it worked, yo, man. I, I, I don't know. They, I don't know. They, the kids, the kids. I don't know that they have physical toys like those. And everything feels virtual, and and you know, the, the, the computers, everything. But to, to have those old toys and to build, I remember we would spend. You know, we take all the Hot Wheels cars. We'd have Evil jumping Hot Wheels and Matchbox oh. cars and building the ramp and line them up. He's oh done my 14, God. He's done 14 Hot Wheels. 14 Hot Wheels. 15. I loved it. That was the best, man. Ah, those but, were the days. But I'm so jealous because you have the leather custom made jumpsuit. Full leather. And here's the problem though. Like I, I, I had it put on me. With, like, it, it was made in, in somewhere in Europe. I don't even know where. On my measurements, but I apparently I was not accurate because this thing is skin tight 
leather. I, I put it on. <laughs> and the only time, the, the, the times I've worn it have been when we did Evil Live and Evil Live 2.0. And, you know, it, first one was in Vegas where you're walking around, it's 100 degrees at night. And the yeah. second time was out at San Bernardino at the airport where it was like 110. And I'm just, I'm soaking through it, staying in it, going, I feel like a superhero. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a daredevil. Did you put the baby powder inside? I did not. That would have been a good tip. I wish I you would have told me that before, Stevie. I heard like Robert Plant or something said, when you wear the leather pants, always put the, the baby powder first. Oh, yeah. Slide, slide them on. I, I will tell you that I, 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 I would love to have a, a pleather one or one that's stretchable and breathable. Yeah. <laughs> but the leather is awesome. These, yeah, these, these are great. It, it's inspiring me to try to lose weight to fit better in my evil suit. No, you're always in shape. When I first met my wife 20 years ago, I met her at the comedy store, and I used to do a Friday night show up in the belly room at Sergio Love, the Pimp Daddy Show. Sergio so we, Love. Sergio Love. No one knows where Sergio is now. He's a witness protection or something. Oh, man. And my convertible. People don't know. We're de- like it, it is. You, you just you know the bits of your fellow comedians, yeah. especially those ones like when you were grinding out day in and day out. Those comics, like you, you could recite their acts better than they can. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry, I interrupted. You're doing the show. The gangsters. Oh no, the, so the I showed up and had a leather the, leather pants. Oh. The first night I met my wife, I had a cut off purple rain T-shirt on, and. uh leather pants and so was it our day that pants. day did you have the pump going oh yeah of course i wear that i should have given johnny sanchez shit because the first night i met him in the belly room 24 whatever years ago i think i was wearing a vest and work boots i'm like what's up bro and then he goes after me and he's like does eight minutes on ripping my ass like hey bro shouldn't you be doing some uh crunches or something what are you what are you telling <laughs> jokes for man are you in the village people why are you wearing a vest oh my to god a, to a comedy show man and i've loved him ever since yeah absolutely I met Katie, my wife, wearing leather pants, and uh, not not proud of that. But a few years ago, I had a, a birthday party for her, and I got the leather pants out for the first time in like 15 years. And I put them on that, and I was I was walking on like this. They 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 were standing up in the corner by themselves because. <laughs> you know what? You should be proud of that. Because Thank you, you are, you're, you're a trans-am leather pants kind of guy, Stevie. And the That's woman who's going to marry you is, is going to be the woman who, who embraces that. And she did. She's like, well, he's a work in progress. And 20 <laughs> years later, she said, we're making a little progress. Uh, <laughs> she's like, you know what? No one else is going to want him. That, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that's always my goal with women. She's the queen of my double wide now. Oh, that's awesome. But buddy, you're one of the few, I don't know, you and uh, Ken Jong are one of the only two comics for people that don't know that you were a doctor or yeah. you were in medical school first? Did medical school, got my MD, and was doing residency when I decided to <laughs> take a break, move out to Hollywood, start doing stand-up, and never looked back. And I am, I'm so happy. I mean, especially right now when doctors are literally on the front lines, life or death in this pandemic, and Ooh. I'm out here doing awesome podcasts with you from the safety of my own my own home. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it was a crazy switch. Like I, I, growing up, I never, I never thought, I never thought entertainment was an option. I grew up in Colorado and yeah. you know, like, I, I just, I didn't know anyone who did entertainment. It just felt like a foreign world. Yeah. yeah. And, and I always, you know, I did school and sports and, and got into medicine and just kind of realized my heart wasn't in it. And, and I think we're seeing right now, it's not a job, it's a calling. Like it's, it's a sacred trust when people place their lives in your hands and 
Yeah. And, and when I when I when I was having doubts, I just thought I I I got to resolve this. And I yeah. thought I thought I'll come out to L.A. I'll do stand up and I'll grow up. I'll get it out of my system and I'll get yeah, back. Yeah. And I'll be an adult. I'll be a doctor, and I'll say it instead. I was like, "Oh, this is where I'm meant to be." This, Were you this like a is funny it. doctor? Did you go? You got yeah. cancer, right? Oh, I think I was hilarious. Yeah, right. Honk, honk. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I don't. I, I think I've always thought I was funny. My my friends from college and med school have said I'm like the seventeenth funniest one of our friends. So. I, I think uh, out of eighteen. Yeah, out of eighteen, they're like, "Oh yeah, you no, you, you, you really should have a career in comedy." It, it's uh, I don't know. I don't know where this came. And my, I was talking to my mom, and my mom goes, "I don't know," because she and my dad they grew up in small town Nebraska. They met in junior high. My dad's a doc, and they, they're they're the sweetest people, but they they don't like the spotlight. And I'm like, "More for me." She's like, "I don't yeah. know where this came from." But I, I honestly, I, I say like people go into comedy for one of two reasons. Either they weren't hugged enough as a child or they were hugged too much. And I was yeah. definitely in that latter group where my mom just, you know, anything I did was amazing. And so like yeah. anytime I perform, I feel like it's my mom's hugs, you know, that, yeah. that's, that's oh, why I that's love good. it. I, I love that feeling, the attention and, and, and just being in front of a crowd. I think I'm the first one I needed. I was driving with my kids yesterday and I said some. You know, their mommy, my wife wasn't with us, so I said some inappropriate poop joke, of course, and they laughed. I'm like, don't encourage them. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I heard that a lot from my teachers. I was yeah. like, don't encourage them. Yeah. And now I'm telling my own kids, don't encourage me. Yeah. We got hey, more poop hey guys, jokes. I got more. You want more? Yeah, no, know. Dad. No, they're giving you the light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, isn't Sanchez up? What's going on? Why <laughs> Sanchez is just, he's going to get in your car and do, do a quick 10 minutes with your kids. <laughs> he's I, in the wings. It is, it's, you know, it's been crazy during this time. I've, I've done stand-up really, I guess, once at the factory when, when they were doing those streaming shows. Oh, yeah, you did it. No audience. How'd that go? Yeah, no audience. And, and you know, Craig Robinson was there, which was the saving grace. Oh, but he came into the keyboards. And yeah, and it was so surreal. Because I think it's one thing, if, you know, to, to do it at home. To do, like, if I did stand-up like this for people, that'd be one thing. But to go into the church, to go into the factory where where you you do it where you do it with like, crowds yeah. and to be on that stage and to have the microphone and to be in the room that's empty telling your jokes it was really it, it was really it was it, it was hard and i think it's you know comedy is is a dance like you know you can't you can't do it without an audience that, that's yeah. the whole point and, and yeah, so yeah. I, I mean i was i was so glad that they did it because it was fun to get to, to get up and and I, I know the the factory was doing it to support the comics yeah. Um, so I, cool. I, I love that they were doing it, but it's, it's tough. I, I, I mean, it's a scary time for standup because I think people need to laugh, but it's just, you know, the, the clubs are, are just, uh, it's, it's tough. I saw Burt Kreischer's doing a, a drive-in theater tour. <laughs> I saw, I had Mike Marino on a couple weeks ago. He goes, oh, this week, I said, you get, got any gigs? I was kind of being sarcastic. Got any yeah. gigs coming up? What, what do you want? And he's like, yeah, I'm doing a drive-in, uh, theater, like a drive-in movie theater this weekend. Uh, I uh, just got some uh, mention from my producer. I didn't see it. But anyway, but he said, no, and people, and I thought he was joking. And I saw, I think, Graham Elwood, a couple of the comics did one this past weekend where they're like, no, people are in the drive-in, they're in the cars, and if they think you're funny, they honk. I'm like, are they lit, like, <laughs> when I was in a drive-in movie theater as a teenager in my car, I didn't even know what movie was playing. Yeah, it was a Bob Seger song. Yeah. Working on the night moves. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I again, it's like, the front seat. for the crowd, for the people in the cars, it's one thing. They could be laughing. 
but you're not getting it when you're on stage yeah. you're just seeing the cars and hearing horns i i i, I mean i so again I'm, I'm so glad that comedians are figuring out ways and and doing it but it's it's uh it's tough and it's tough like the new york they were doing them outdoors they were doing them in parks and then they those all got shut down so uh, did uh, san diego uh, um so did the uh the comedy store down there the other day i saw couple of others they were and they, but they were having them in the parking lot yeah and they're like i'm like how are you hurting anyone in the parking lot you know if they have chairs and tables you know socially distant yeah but uh, no tonight is the first night i'm doing a facebook live but that's just so i need the pressure of knowing somebody live is watching yeah you know what i mean yeah and and it is you know again it's i think it's different. like you adapt right if you're if you're doing it to the phone if you're doing it here it's different as opposed to being on stage with the mic. Yeah. Um, but it's, I, I don't know. I, 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 I think it's great that comedians are finding ways to perform and, you know, podcasting and, and ways to connect with the audience. Cause I, I mean, pe look, people are consuming content, but right now they, they, they need humor, man. I, I think we yeah. all can use uh, something just to take our minds off of everything that's going on and, and just a constant drumbeat of, of fear that we're all faced with. And this cancel culture, like you can't do a joke or they're going to go uh, back in your tweets six years ago. I'm yeah. like, I'm sure I've offended everybody on the planet. <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity offender. Let you me save what? you the trouble. Yeah. Cancel yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, no, and, it, it, and it, you know, I, I, I think I, it's a shame because I also feel like that's the importance of comedy is sometimes tackling difficult subjects and, and talking about things that otherwise might be taboo and, and, and for comedy to be such an important way to sometimes broach a topic using humor and, and to present ideas that otherwise might not be talked about or, 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 you know, where you can kind of infiltrate someone's defenses, uh, using comedy. And I, I, yeah. I mean, I look at like how, how many people I think have, uh, comedy has, has really been a great tool, uh, for breaking down walls. So I, 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 I'm hopeful that, you know, that the pendulum swings back and we, we kind of embrace that with comedy and, and, uh, and just remember it's, you know, they're, they're words and, and, you know, the way to counter them is with more words. It's called a joke, you know. And, it's a uh, joke! I talk about my sister being the man of the house and they're like, I think you're being insensitive. Do you think, it, and I'm like, who do you think I ran it by first? If she didn't think it was funny, yeah. maybe she would still kick my ass. But <laughs> I don't she give a shit said I could do the joke. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sanchez just said, American Ninja Eisman right over here. So, oh, Sanchez. Oh, real quick. This guy is so great. Let me tell a story about Matt Eisman real quick because he's the most humble guy. He's, I think he's even won an Emmy. Did you win an Emmy? Yeah, yeah. I have an yeah. Emmy. I, I, I'm so humble that the trophy sits in my bedroom, Stevie. Oh, this right next to <laughs> Oh, this thing that I polish every night. I'm just polishing my trophy. Yeah. My, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a couple of years ago, uh, my son... Had a had a birthday party at Dojo Boom, and uh, which is out out here where we're at in Gore Hills, Thousand Oaks, something. And uh, Kevin the Bull, Kevin Bull, yeah, Kevin, Kevin Bull, yeah, from American Ninja Warrior, opened this killer in indoor facility. Like we had monkey bars at the playground. These kids today going, they have foam, but they can't get hurt. It's yeah, impossible. <laughs> you do nine flips, and you're gonna land. I oh. can get hurt in there. They can't. Yeah, yeah, we could still like pull you and I. Oh yeah. But it was amazing. So I had his birthday party there, and we're about to cut the cake. And Mr. Matt Eisman here, Mr. American Ninja Warrior, uh, did a video for my son, and I saved it. We're about to cut the cake, and I said, "Everybody, hold on. Somebody would like to wish uh, Colin a very special happy birthday." I put up the iPad, and he goes, "Hey, Colin, 
this is uh, uh, Matt Eisman from American Ninja Warrior. And he did a whole thing about my son, blah, blah, blah. And after that, it was like, Matt Eisman's the best ever. I wish wow. he was my dad. <laughs> You know, pay for the, Matt Eisen didn't pay for this party. Uh, Matt Eisen didn't pay for anything. <laughs> it's so funny to me, Steve. I get such a kick out of doing those videos. And, and uh, to, to me, because I, I grew up in front of the TV. I just remember watching, and I always thought, man, what would it have been like? Because I loved the $6 million man. And if, if like Lee Majors had done a message like, hey, Matt Eisen, it's Lee Majors. <laughs> you could be Bionic too. I would have lost my mind. And, and, you know, kids I don't think are quite as impressed as I would have been. But, but to be able to do these videos and, and, and reach out to the kids who, who are fans of the show is so awesome. And it's been, again, we're, we just finished season 12. It's going to be coming out September 7th. And we, we, we managed to shoot it during this lockdown. It was, it was amazing. We went to St. Louis. We, we did it in the Dome. Wow. And we just we moved heaven and earth to do it in a safe way and to, to pull this season off. And I'm so excited it's coming out. And it was just awesome seeing these ninjas out there. And how many of them were just like, oh, it's so nice to be doing this, to be doing something normal yeah. and, and fun and, and just to kind of grab back that sense of normalcy in the midst of all this to, to have those things. So that's going to be coming out, uh, you know, beginning of September. Uh, okay. And I'm, I can't wait for people to see it, man. It was, was there an was audience great. for that? We didn't an have an audience. So we're in a dome where the Rams okay. used to play, 80,000 seats. And wow. so we shot it, you know, we, we, we made the – the course, the centerpiece, and what we did was we could only have three ninjas in the building at a time. So one was on the course, two others would cheer, but then we did jumbotrons lining the course, and we'd have family and friends watching. Oh, that's so and cool! And be able to cheer, and they could they could talk back and forth, and you know, it's it's not the same as having tens of thousands of people there, but you know, I think everyone gets it. This is yeah. this is the kind of the reality we're dealing with, and I I thought we did a great job, and and I, you know, it, it's. It was amazing how once we got going, it felt, you know, it felt the same. The people are tackling these obstacles. They put their time in. And, and at a certain point, you, you know, at least when I was there, I, I just kind of just focused on, hey, these people, it, it felt the same. It, it felt the same to me. Really? Did you have we, we piped in a little crowd noise. Oh, yeah. Did you have a big budget like this? Now? Oh, yeah. We, we would pipe in a little crowd noise and, and, uh, and Akbar and I are both like enthusiastic. We get really excited. So it was it was fun, and it was just nice that we were able to pull it off because you know work work so many productions have just shut down. So it's nice to be yeah. uh, nice to be still home. working, brother. Have you ever tried the course yourself? Broken foot, broken ankle. The last two times, I, I, not only have they told me never to do it again, I, I told them. I'm like, if you guys see me looking the obstacle, tackle <laughs> me. Don't let me go near it again. I, uh, I, I, but my days of ninja, I would like to say, are you know, are in my past. I don't know that I ever would have been well suited to ninja warrior. But no, uh, I, had, uh, I had Trish Sir on the show, and you and Trish used Trish. To we had a clean yeah, house together. She was a goddamn diva. I was a go-to right. guy. <laughs> the bigger the hair, the closer to the low. Oh, closer to the Kentucky girl, Stevie. That's right. She called you a superhero, like a real life superhero. Uh, but anyway, how weird is this? The date. This was my memory five years ago. Oh, I, I know. It's these studs right there, people. Look at that. Anyway, man, I mean, love you, brother. I appreciate you taking time. Hey, Stevie. This. So, so great to see you, buddy. Thank you. You Thanks too, my man. Have me on, buddy. Be well. When does the first episode air again? Uh, September seventh for American Ninja Warrior and Live Rescue, the show where we follow first responders live. That's coming back. We're going to be live starting this Friday on A and E. 
So awesome. we'll be following paramedics, firefighters, and uh, uh, first responders. So check it out. You're, you're the man, buddy. Thanks for stopping by. All right, Steve. Bring your BMX over. Let's do some sweet jumps in the street <laughs> and uh, evil for life. Old school, bro. Old, <laughs> Old school. school. <laughs> Have a good one, bud. Good callback. See you, man. Thank you, buddy. So this next comic is one of my favorite people, one of my favorite comics in the world. And uh, you see him on Conan O'Brien. He was a regular correspondent on The Tonight Show. And Aisha the Tyler and I used to call him DP. Give it up for my man, Dwayne Perkins. Hey, what's up, my man? Look at him. He's in a comedy club. He went to a comedy club just to do this interview. Right, right. <laughs> there you go. Playing some old school for us. Did you hear the drinking word? I did, yes. So, I guess. So, I don't think Dwayne drinks, but he drinks caffeine. So, we're going to get him all jacked up on caffeine tonight. <laughs> right. He'll be doing Tybo in about 10 minutes like this. <laughs> you know what? At, when it cools down, I really, I really might do a little Tybo. Okay? I, 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 I got to get rid of this quarantine 15, and it was too hot to work out today. So, when the Dude, sun I goes saw down. Billy Blanks. I saw him about a couple weeks ago at the car wash, and I looked uh -huh. a couple times. I'm like, I'm like, damn, it looks like Billy needs to do some Tybo. <laughs> don't tell him I said that. Uh, what'd you say about me, bro? What'd you say? You said something, bro. Right, right. That's great. <laughs> How you been, man? Um, good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, I have no complaints. I'm just enjoying quarantine life. I mean, a few complaints, a few complaints, but nothing too much. <laughs> nothing too much. Nothing and, too. Uh, nothing more. Yeah, nothing too crazy. And um, yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's always good to talk to you. Um, thank you, man. Just trying to beat the heat, you know? Beat the heat? We're talking yeah. about some old school. We're talking about, uh, you grew up in Brooklyn, right? I did, absolutely. BK, Brooklyn. okay. Yeah. Yes. Did you hear they arrested uh, Jam Master J's two murderers today? Are you serious? Yeah. That's crazy. Why did it take so long? I didn't well, hear about that. Yeah, well, my producer sketch says there's some something sketchy going on, something. Uh, but uh, I said I reached out to Run DMC and offered to fill in as the DJ, but they haven't returned my call yet. <laughs> you know, Did you hear the top of the show? I figured out how to how to create world peace. How's Did that? You hear that? I didn't hear Electric it. Electric no, no. slide, bro. Electric slide. Nice. So just, you know. <laughs> you know, I went to a I went to a country club once and. They have like a hundred of those different dances. It's like amazing. Like a hundred different line dances. Like, okay, for the next two songs, it's the Boot Scoot Boogie. The boot right, exactly, boogie. exactly, exactly. But that's cool that they arrested Grandmaster Day's killer. I feel like, uh, I don't know, I got to research it, but I feel like it's might be at least tangentially related to 50 Cent, but I don't know that for Really? Me. Well, I listened yeah. to this podcast called uh, Disgraceland. Uh -huh. It's all the music, you know, stories that are like sketchy and the underbelly of what's going on. So I listened to Run DMC recently because I love Run DMC. Um, and uh, they were saying Jam Master J was like a thug. He was like a drug. Thug. He was like the real deal. He used to mess people up, like Jack the Chains and stuff. Well, I think that out of those three, he was the one in the streets. Yeah. 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 Because I think DMC was, he was at St. John's University. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he really went there. He wasn't was jacking anybody's chains at St. John's. Right, right. To St. John's University. 
And no, so I, I love all that. My I acquired the knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> After 12th grade, I went straight to college. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry, my, my son and his buddy, his best friend, did the talent show in school last year. And they did It's Tricky. And, you oh, know, right. back then, the lyrics, they were like, on the rate, they weren't even, you didn't have to do explicit lyrics. They were just like implied, you know, uh, uh, the lyrics weren't even bad. But when the teachers go, we need to read the lyrics to make sure I'm like, oh, so I ended up having to rewrite like the whole song. I said, if we check them, uh, something when we're on the field, we're like back home. Like I had to like think of some, some references to like current athletes and shit, but, but uh, right. I didn't even realize like, like I was just telling Sketch, my producer, like over the weekend, I did a, uh, a Bell Bib DeVoe karaoke, Poison. Never trust yeah, me, yeah. Cardi smile, that girl is. I'm like, oh, now yeah. you got like Cardi B doing what? I'm like, oh, I got to keep my kids away from that song. Yeah, yeah. It's like the it's, number one song. It's crazy, man. I, um, you know, back in the day, there was a song by Spoonie G, right? Uh -huh. And I think it was called like, um, might have been called Spoonie's Rhyming, but the baseline, baseline was and he has a song about, here's a line about, um, he says, I said that, then I meet a girl and I take her to bed and they bleeped out the word bed. They <laughs> like, you got bed? Yeah, like he just said, I take her to bed and he bleeped out the word bed. Uh-oh. Like, that's the tamest thing Candace. you can know. Yeah. <laughs> but some songs made it under the wire. You ever heard Erotic City? Play the we can put into the dawn, make it allowed to cherry's gone. But they yeah, say yeah. I'm like how they get away with saying the F word like we can allowed to And and you know what's great is uh culturally, you know, it's weird because we like to push those envelopes, but then we we still have like a Puritan kind of yeah. you know, value system that goes way back, right? Yeah. Um, when you're like in Asia and they play these songs. They don't play, they don't bleep out the curses at all. They don't even think to. On the radio, they don't? Just, just, you're, you're, like in a, you're just being in a mall, and it'll just be like every single curse is playing. <laughs> and people are just shopping, and you know what I mean? And you're like, what the hell is going on? Bro, you're looking good once you back that ass up. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the Gucci store? Exactly, exactly. Like, honestly, like these, these lyrics today, like, are so, like, I feel like I'm like a get off my lawn kid. It's like an old, an old dad. Well, you know what it is, is that yes and no, right? Because it's like, it's not that, like, look at you. You're a hip dad. You're probably the hippest dad in the whole school, right? In the whole, in, in, in like, of all the dads in your circle, you're the hippest, right? I'm just going to say that. I know that's well, I'm immature. You mean I'm immature and I can relate <laughs> to the gift. <laughs> right. So it's not that you're, like, some crude. It's just, like, be creative. And you're an artist. We're both artists. So, so it's like, I don't, I don't believe in censorship, but, like, you know, at some point, like, be, be, be tricky about it. Be creative, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like when DMC said, be tr it's tricky. And I think that, to me, it's more the lack of innuendo and a lack of, you know. But there's something to be said about just going right at something, too. There's something to be said about that. So yeah. I'm not mad well, at him. Even it's tricky. Tr it's tricky is actually the song my son and his, and his best friend is actually Dr. Dre's nephew. Yeah, so yeah. they did the talent show. At school, I'm like, you guys are gonna do, like, actually, my son was gonna do this other song by, like, um, what's one of those wimpy new, wimpy ass band, Mumford and Sons or something. I'm like, no, you're not. Oh, they're not doing that. <laughs> Nobody wants to sit in the audience. So 
he and his butt, they got around to it's tricky. I'm like, trust me, old school, the teachers be bumping like it's gonna go off. Right. So I rewrote the whole thing. I'm like, but if we're doing it, if you're gonna ask me to help you, we're gonna have rehearsals, we're gonna have choreography, right. we're gonna get down, we're having old school Adidas, we're having shell toes, I'm not playing. So right, I made right. them rehearse, six o'clock, you be here. So I sent it to my, my son's friend's mom. I mean, yeah, his best friend's mom, who's Dr. Dre's sister, and she showed Dre. And I didn't even know she was gonna show him. And I'm on the side, I'm like, you prowl the stage. You, you're, you're like angry, you're like, right. like this. And you're like, boom, coming at them. And I'm like in, the back, like, in their face. And I'm like, you know, project. You're not playing to the front of the room. You're playing to the back of the room. And so I'm in the video. And he's like, who's the crazy dude with the feathered hair? And, so and he's like, oh, you don't understand. He's on a whole nother level. Stevie D is on a whole nother level. You don't even know. That's great. That's great. <laughs> I love it. I was trying to find a picture of, of me back in Kentucky. Um, I was like, I won the talent show at breakdancing and doing all this stupid stuff where they're like, boy, uh, you ain't, you, we, you might want to go out to California because. Uh, right, right. You know, you I, really, I really like Kentucky. I've been to Kentucky a bunch. I've performed in um, Lexington a bunch, uh, Louisville a bunch. I've, dri I've driven from Lexington to Louisville. Louisville. Um, Louisville. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> you're right. Louisville. So the question I have for you is. Um, you know, it seems like when you're in Kentucky, people yeah. of Kentucky think of themselves as the Midwest, right? But when you're not in Kentucky, you think of it as the South. The when, South, yeah. Would you think of Kentucky as the South or as the Midwest? Well, they're, they're actually neutral. They're actually neutral. Okay. So they didn't right. have a, uh, you know, a dog in the race and all that. Right, like, right, right. And then we're poor. We don't... But just sort of like, but regionally, what region would you affix it to? They say it's the South. They say it's the, like, anything north of that, like Indiana, Illinois. Right, right. You know, they're, they're like Hoosiers or whatever. But, but growing up, we didn't really say, hey, we're from the South. We're just like, you know, we're just, we're just poor. We're just country right. ass, whatever, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> no, I like Kentucky. And, and I tell you, Louisville has some great areas, too. I walked around, and I was like, man, there's some really pretty houses in Louisville. See, I can say it. Louisville. Yeah, I grew up, I grew up, I think you grew up with a lot of siblings. I grew up with three sisters and a single mom. And when my parents divorced when I was young, like four years old, my dad moved up to Louisville. Uh -huh. but we didn't even have a car. So he like, he could have lived in California and I was still going to see his ass once a year. You know, it didn't right, matter. Right. He was a hundred miles away, but he could have been a thousand miles away because I still didn't see his ass and we didn't have a, a car or anything. But, you know, I was, I was saying to Ch Sanchez earlier, my mom would just say, get out of the house. You know, you have a bike and you have a garden hose if you're thirsty. So get your ass out of the Right, house. right, exactly. I don't care. Didn't you, I love the story of the, uh, your parents were divorced also, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never married, divorced, similar, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love the bit you do about your siblings had like all like... <laughs> like names, yeah, yeah. names and yeah. they just got tired on the last one. Right, right, right. Yeah, um, I say that. Uh, I have a sister named, which is true, a sister named Tashana, another uh, sister named T uh, Taijima, another one named Talisha, another <laughs> named Torian, and my last, my, um, my last brother is named Victor. Yeah, it's like they, they got to Victor, and they're like, let's cut this out. You know? So basically, me and I'm the oldest, and Victor's the youngest, so we basically bookend the situation. Like, right. it's like, you know, my name is like, Kind of a black name, but you know, there's some white Dwayne's. So they, we kind of bookended with just sort of your regular running about names. In the middle, 
They got they got jiggy with it. Yeah. They, <laughs> they got jiggy with it. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, 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 nah. Right. <laughs> and the last one, like we're just we're just out of names. We're just tired. Exactly. And and they all start with T to at some point you just gotta like you know, you just, things seem like they were a good idea. And then it's like, you know what, we did it. Let's you know, we don't gotta keep this up. Yeah, we're proving yeah. our point. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly yes. And I always think of you when I'm playing some old school, speaking of old school. Uh-huh. Is, uh, oh yeah. Was it, it takes two or was it joy and pain? You saw your dad in the video. It takes two. My, my father's in that video <laughs> at the end. Yeah. When he, when he says, uh, okay, now, Easy Rock, when I count to three, I want you to get busy. You ready? One, two, three, get loose. And then my dad pops in for a few, a few frames, actually. It's, and yeah. I didn't even know it. I was like, the next time I saw him, I was like, are you in the It Takes Two video? And he was like, yeah, yeah. I was hanging out with some people. We you know, stumbled upon a video set. You know what I mean? So. Like, Dad, that was my weekend. You're supposed to take me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Get an ice cream that weekend. Right, exactly, exactly. You know, he called you too and said, like, oh, my car's in the shop. My dad did that a couple of times. Right, right. right well, I was lucky. My father um, lived in another part of Brooklyn when he got out of the service. So I was able to um, just hop on a train. You know, like, and I, I, when I was a kid, I started taking a train by myself, the subway, when I was like 10 or 11. So I would just hop on a train and go places, and I would go yeah. visit him. Um, I don't know. I would like to think it was safer, but it, I don't know if it was. But I think parents just trusted their kids a little more, you know? Because yeah. we're talking like a 40, you know. Were you 40. by yourself? You'd get on the train by yourself? Yeah, I would walk to the train station, hop on a train, go for like an yeah. hour, switch trains. And, you know, basically I was going from uh, like 10 or 11. I, w- I was going from Coney Island, Brooklyn, to... Uh, East New York, Brooklyn. Yeah. So, and these are both kind of like, you know, renowned kind of tough you places. You had to know how to do the trains and all that. Oh, yeah. You know, to this day, my, my, um, my, uh, I have a New York City subway map. Is my shower curtain. Oh, do you really? Yeah, yeah. I was so intimidated because I'd never been to New York. And about four or five years ago, I went for a book signing to uh-huh. the Javits Center. Oh, nice. And, uh, and I still wouldn't get on the trains. I'm like, oh, I don't know about all this stuff. I'm like, the train, I don't know where I'm going to end up, you know, in Queens, right, I don't right. know. And then when I read a couple of drinks, my wife and I'm like, let's get on the subway. This is, I'm down nice, with it. Nice. And yeah. So luckily, I didn't uh, get jacked, but it's a whole different world now. Like, I don't let my kids go in the front yard without me watching them. Like, we're, they have like wow. four to five in oh. the back. Uh, you go in the back because then you got, we got a fence. But I don't even let them, where, you know, you and I growing up, we just, did you have a bike? Sanchez and I were talking about the hubbies. Yeah. I had a bike, absolutely. I had uh, more than one, but, uh, you know, like not more than one at a time, but I had several, during the course of it, I had several bikes. I remember, um, you know, it was, it was in Brooklyn, it was a big thing because people would try to steal your bike, you know? Yeah. And, would they um, just take it if you're riding down the street? It would be more like you have to wa- be careful who you let ride it and who you let uh, <laughs> and where you left it. Because sometimes, sometimes kids are like, can I get a ride? And you never see him again. Um, when I was in East New York, uh, Brownsville, Brooklyn, when I was a kid, like five, I lived in Brownsville. Some kid stole my big wheel, but um, we got it back, though. We you did? Yeah, we went over there and we got it back. We regulated. <laughs> but uh, well, my uncles did. They, my uncles regulated. Oh yeah. In Brooklyn, um, <laughs> in Brooklyn, this kid, I had a very, I wasn't a tough guy by any stretch. You know what I mean? But, That's why we're telling jokes. Same here. Exactly. But I, I drew a line. This right here got us out of a lot of trouble. To get <laughs> exactly. Down. But I drew a line in terms of like, 
these are the guys I take shit from. These are the guys I don't take shit from. You know yeah. what I mean? I had a, and a demarcation kind of line. Yeah. And um, one time, a guy that I did not take shit from tried to cross over into that space of guys I do take shit from. And I, oh. couldn't, I had enough guys. I couldn't, I couldn't let anyone else into that club. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was riding my bike, and I, I just rode right by him. Now, I'm on a bike. I could just dust them and not worry about it. Yeah. But as I'm driving, as I'm pedaling by him, he goes, uh, when you come back, I'm going to take your bike. And I slammed on the brakes. I hopped off and just lumped him up, just punched him in the face like four or five times, got back on the bike. Because it, was, it wasn't like a tough, like I'm such a tough guy. I was just like, dude, no, I can't. You're not on the, you're not on the other side. You're not on the list. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you're on a, I'll slam on my disc brake real quick. Yeah. We'll lock him up. Yeah, I could have just been like, ah, oh, whatever, whatever. But I needed to send a clear message just to, you know. Respect. Yeah, you're yeah. You're not going to take this bike. Yeah, yeah, not this bike. Yeah, I, never, I actually never got my bike taken. I've had tons of basketball stolen. But that's just more like you, you want to leave. Like, no, what it, it's like you want to leave. There's only one basketball. It's your basketball. You might let people stay and play with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you never get it back. So then I started like... I would initial my basketballs. That was my thing. I would always initial after a while. Um, sure. So yeah, but I, you know, I miss. Yeah, there you go. Right in the, um, right in the spine, on, on the corner. I just put DP. <laughs> basket, like after my first two or three basketballs got stolen, every basketball after that, I just put DP right there. And uh, so unless some guy named like Dexter Pentworth steals it, I'm. <laughs> no, he can not a Dexter Pentworth. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, but I had I, I loved Brooklyn was great, man. It was it was great growing up there. Um, it was a really nice place. I think until crack, but I, I'm almost um, I almost missed crack. I'm of the age where crack came when I was in high school. So it, it like my early years, like you know, I remember like the beginning of hip hop, block parties, you know, good vibes, you know, like. Yeah. You know, somebody got shot every now and again. But then after crack, it was like someone got yeah, shot. I watched the, uh, I think it's on uh, Netflix, The Evolution of Hip Hop or something. Yeah, yeah. Crack was introduced and all of that. And it took me back like to my first ACDC concert. I was like 14. And oh, it was nice. General, general admission. So I'm like 4'11", about uh, 13 years old running to the front of the stage and I'm just getting crushed by all these drunk Whoa. people. I remember yeah. someone grabbing my pants leg like that. I looked down and my buddy Mikey is like, what's up? I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing on the ground? He goes, man, I just cut somebody. I had to cut some. And, and then he just crawled away. Like, I'll see you at school, man. I'll see you at school. <laughs> I'm like, all right, bro. I'll see you, see you at school, man. Then I saw him at school. <laughs> He's like, I had to cut somebody. That's, out that's crazy, dude. But I can't imagine my son's 12. I'm like, dude, you're not going to any concerts. You're like, isn't that crazy? Wrong? That's crazy. Like, like you went to your first ACDC concert. Uh, you're like 12. I was like, I was also in junior high school. My first concert, Run DMC. Um, okay. I went to Run D My first, first one was at the Beacon Theater in Manhattan. And I saw, uh, it was like Run DMC... UTFO, Starsky Lovebug, Houdini. Um, oh, just, it was just ah. Uh, many of us have them. Yeah, my, my, my stepfather went me, took me, me and my, um, my friend, my best friend at the time, Sean, and my stepfather, we went to that one. But then me and Sean, and he was two years older than me, so 
I'm like 12 or 13. He's like 15. We went to yeah. Crush Group. We went to see. We went oh, to, you did? We went to the Crush Group concert. We went to see Run DMC in, um, in uh, Madison Square Garden by ourselves. Wow. We, we saw uh, with Slick Rick and them. And the crazy thing is that, like, we were so young. And like you said, like, I can't imagine. Like, I have a nephew who's 15. And I'm just like, I can't imagine just being like, go to a concert. Like, yeah. go to a rap concert. But, but we did that. And uh, I remember, but it, like, we went to Harlem. We went to, we went to uh, the Apollo Theater to see Run DMC. The Beastie Boys opened up for them. Right? I saw their concert. Yeah. The Beastie Boys opened up for them. It was amazing. And there was a comedian named Rick. Uh, Agliera, I think Rick Avila, excuse me, Rick Avila. Okay. He opened up the he opened up up the show. Now he was on Go, he was in the movie Ghost. He oh, was yeah? all part of Ghost. He was he he passed away, but he was on he was gonna be like he was really funny. And really? I I didn't even think about doing comedy at this point. So it was a great show. But what um it's crazy because everything is perspective. So me and my, my buddy and we're like, we're not gangsters. We're just like, we're good students, you know. But we're in Harlem. Like, this is You're there first. to hear hard times. Huh? <laughs> right. You're there to hear hard times. Like, yeah. Hear, so me and my buddy, we're sitting down, and we're from Brooklyn. And, but we're like, oh, my God, we're in Harlem now. Like, this is Harlem, yo. We got to yeah. be careful, you know, because Harlem is really, like, low-key. Brooklyn is Brooklyn, but Harlem's like the Mecca, right? Going okay. back. Sugar Hill, yeah. that's where, yeah. like, yeah. Langston Hughes, you know. Yeah. And uh, so this lady who... When I say lady, at the time, it was like this grown-up. But she was yeah. probably like 26, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Your brain is so you don't know what's happening. Yeah, she, yeah. Turns, <laughs> she turns to us and she's like, uh, where are you guys from? Where are you boys from? And we're like, are we from Brooklyn? She's like, and she went like this. She went, oh, my God, Brooklyn. She said, where in Brooklyn? We was like, Coney Island. She was like, oh. Like, <laughs> you know, she like, was like. you know your gangsters or something or what? Yeah, she was like, watch out for these guys. And we were like, watch out for us. No, watch out for you guys. We're in Harlem right now. So you just you're just weird. And 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 the crazy thing is like like you couldn't go to Louisville, which I've driven. It's like what, two hours maybe? Yeah, yeah, that? two hours. Where I'm from, yeah, it's two hours. And and so like from Lexington to Louisville, two hours maybe. And like in New York it's even smaller. So we're talking about Harlem and the lady from Harlem is talking about Brooklyn. Like it's this mystic place. And yeah. if you just if you do a straight line, they're probably eight miles away from each other. Really? <laughs> yeah. From like, the other side of the tracks. Yeah. And it's like dangerous over there. Other world. 10 miles the most is the distance between these two places. Isn't that crazy? That's nuts. I saw, uh, probably seen Run DMC three, maybe three times. Um, but it meant a lot to me, like, because growing up, like, that was the jam. That's what got yeah. me, you know. Run DMC was everything to me. They was they were my like Beatles or whatever. So right. for my son to start digging Run DMC, I was like, "That's really know, cool, like, man." Yeah. And and he's like, "Daddy, will we ever see them in concert?" I'm like, "I don't know, man. I, mean, I hope so." Right. But right. I love that on my Pandora and when my kids are in the car, that's one of the stations I can put on, and it's not. Taylor Swift, it's not, you know, Joseph Seawall, my daughter likes whatever. I put on Run DMC and they're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, all right, they're bobbing their heads in the back. I'm like, all right. It's weird. It's like what Quincy Jones said in his documentary. It's a great documentary. And he said, there's no, there's no like country music, R&B, jazz. There's just, there's just good music and bad music. There's good you know? music and bad music. 
You know, yeah, and, and you grow up and you're like a sponge from whatever your environment is. Right, right. Growing up, you know. Exactly, so I, and and all those Run DMC songs, they stand the test. Like you put them on, and it, like my nephew, the same thing. I'll play something for him. And he'll be like, "Whoa, this is really good." Yeah, it, it, it holds I love up, those you know? videos of people never they've never heard it before, or they've never heard yeah. the first time. They're like, "Oh, damn!" <laughs> right, because yeah. you know Rick Rubin. You know, he would sample like uh, Led Zeppelin or whatever. Right, you know, exactly. Like, and even when they did Walk This Way, they're like, what the fuck? You know, Seesaw swinging with the bell. They're like, what, what is this nonsense? Yeah. Like, he's like, no, trust me on this. Trust how, me. How genius was he to, to just have them redo the song? Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, it's such a next level genius move that yeah. like, it seems like, like, duh. Uh, but no, he just moved the song, you know? Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I and, love it. And the, same, and the same thing with the name Run DMC. You know, that was um, Russell Simmons. He, he's a the name. Like, no one in the history of rap was named just two names put together. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was like the Disco Boys, the Funky Four Plus One More, yeah. or the yeah, Fat yeah. Boys. But just Run DMC, boom. Yeah. Just like was, a subtle thing, you know? There was uh, the Rappin' Duke and uh, Roxanne, Roxanne, Roxanne Shante. Yeah, All yeah. those old school. I remember the first time I heard uh, uh, even Sugar Hill Gang, which was the first sampled song. You know, they just looped good times. Right, exactly. Yeah, that was... Now Roger's like, all right, respect. I like what they're doing here. But like Big Herc and Melly Mel, all those yeah. guys... Are, I was at a party at the Palladium at the top of the show. I don't know if you saw it. A DJ at the Palladium a little bit back in the day. Oh, my and God. That's amazing. You know, that's what I was saying. Like, I remember just looking down, had a, had a, a, you know, a little throwback vision. of. I remember seeing like a thousand people, a wave of people doing the electric slide. Oh, just, yeah. Everybody's yeah, happy, yeah. man. But I, I went up to Melly Mel once, and uh, it was like a Young MC or somebody was having a party up in the VIP room above my DJ booth. And uh -huh. I remember going up. So it was like, I was looking around going, damn, there's Young MC, you know, there's Melly Mel, there's Tone Lope, there's all these people. And I just got here, man. I was like 21. I just moved here. And wow. I went to Melly Mel. And I'm like, yo, man. Um, I said, excuse me. I said, none of these people would be here if you weren't there. Yeah. But, and he was like, all right, respect, man. And he was like, you know. Oh, that's what's like, up. That's what's up. You know, yeah. um, I actually met Melly Mel recently. Did you? At the um, Just for Last Comedy Festival uh, two years ago. Wow. Uh, I was in Montreal at the Just for Last Comedy Festival. Russell Peters is really cool with him. Really? Yeah. So, like, Russell Peters walks into this comedy club. Just, Did Melly have like, on, like, the leather and spikes? And yeah, he had on, uh, it, was like, it was, like, hot. So he had on, like, a shirt. But, you know, he, he's, like, a bench press dude now. Like, he's, yeah, he's still jacked, man. Yeah. So, um, who is it? Josh from Baltimore. I forget Josh's last name. You know, he does that singing show. Uh, uh, not Josh Wolf. No, no, no. Um, it'll come to me. But um, okay. so he has a show with, with Comic Sing. And so okay. Russell Peters walks in and he's with he's with Melly Mel. And <laughs> who else is with him? I think um, uh, I want to say Greg Nice. My brain is I think it's right. Greg Nice. My brain is like going off a little bit. And then Melly Mel did, um, he did uh, White Lines. White Lines? White Lines. Yeah, yeah. White Lines was the first real, not silly, party rap. It was like, 
to talk right. about real, real stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It, it was the first one. He was the first one to go there. Right, know? right, right. And it's crazy. I think that song might, I mean, I think crack existed, but that song, they were really just talking about regular Coke. You know yeah. what I mean? So. I used to mix that with, speaking of Erotic City, perfect mix, 124 right? beats per minute, minute per, just overlays on top of each other. And you remember, if you want to ride, don't yeah, ride yeah, the yeah. ride phone it. Laid back. Yeah. Right, right, right. That was, That's it, cool. It was awesome. Yep. Yeah, I think anyway, Dwayne, man, I love catching up with you, man. You too, man. It's, it's fun uh, going down memory lanes. I know we said 90s, but we took it to the 80s. But that's okay, though. <laughs> we go wherever we go, man. We just go. Right, right. And like I said, I remember Aisha Tyler used to call you DP back in the day. Absolutely. She started it, and people still call me that. Absolutely. DP. Back when I did Miyagi's. Yeah, we had good times. Absolutely, yeah. All right, my man. Well, good seeing you always. Good catching up. You too, Stevie. Everybody. D. My man, Dwayne, where can they find you? Real quick, DP. Uh, DwaynePerkins.com. Dwayne Perkins on the gram and uh, my, my special streaming everywhere. Take note. All right. One of the funniest guys in the comedy biz, uh, a man, Dwayne, but we're also live on Facebook. But everybody, nice. this is airing on YouTube, 6 p.m. Uh, Cali time. Thank you, Dwayne Perkins. DP. Thank you. Thank you. And Dwayne. <laughs> One, two, three. Peace out. <laughs> thank you, DP. All right, everybody, thanks for watching. We will see you next week. Stevie D for president. We're going to start slide across America. I'm going to start the electric slide across America. Bring everybody together, one nation under a grin. Thanks for watching, y'all. We'll see you next week.
Thanks for everything. This is a Vangrio production.